yesterday, I should say, we went out to the Riverwalk neighborhood. About 15 of us came, uh, met here, and sent out teams. And we had just a wonderful uh, time of connecting with people um, that many of them were home. And in fact, I went out with Paul. Uh, Paul and I, Paul Dickens and I went out as a team. And we had uh, really great conversations with some folks. Uh, and it's really cool how, like, four of them in a row, we had like four houses in a row that were just success, 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 as far as just healthy uh, real, uh, uh, conversations that we had with people. It was really wonderful. Um, there was one in particular, there were several that we had great conversations with. One in particular that um, uh, probably stuck out to me the most was a lady by the name of Michelle, and she was right there towards the second, second to the last house that we went to. Um, and she, uh, we got to the point where we were asking everybody in, in our, and we conversed with them, we gave them a, a little pamphlet, is there anything that we can pray with you about? And this one lady, Michelle, said, uh, well, actually, uh, she kind of hem-hawed a little bit. She says, you know, I, I appreciate that. And um, I, I tell you what, I, I'm not even sure really right now that I believe in God. And I said, okay. So we said, what's going on? And she says, well, I, I prayed. I have a granddaughter who's 22, and she, she died. Uh, and she says, I, I prayed and asked God to heal her. And she says, I really don't understand it. I'm a, I'm a hard worker and I'm a good person. And those are the two things that kind of were qualifiers for her as to why God would then step up to the plate and heal her granddaughter. Um, uh, obviously, she, she, God chose not to and she passed away. And she, we continued with the conversation. Um, I was able to, we, we shared some stuff. But one of the things I, I said to her was that, you know, Michelle, I, I think really what you're saying right now is, I think you still believe in God. I think you're just mad at him. Uh, and you're upset that he didn't do what you wanted him to do. So part of this healing process, part of this struggle that you're going through right now is go ahead and be real with God. Um, tell him how you feel. He can take it if you're mad at him, if you're angry at him, if you want to just let him have it. I mean, just go ahead and just express yourself. He loves, he, he, he loves us to be real with him, you know? Um, and he can take it. Um, I mean, don't just be mean to be, don't be mean to God just to be mean to him, but go ahead and be real and authentic with him and say, God, I'm mad. I'm really mad at you. In fact, I don't even know if you're real right now. I mean, he can handle that. He's not going to walk away going, oh no, am I real or not? He knows he's real, you know, but he wants, he wants to hear your heart and the expression. And that's really the first of, of, a, of a step of process of, of letting it go. And it's really what we're going to be talking about today because when we're upset when someone dies that's a loved one of ours and there's many in this congregation this morning that are dealing with it fresh uh, within the last year you've lost a loved one um, and we try to wrestle with why God would do that and does God really love me and is he really does he really care and is he real even and, and does he answer prayer and, and what's going on with this whole thing in my life right now it's maybe not a loss of a loved one. Maybe it's that you've been done wrong in the past and you're still struggling to get over that thing that was done to you. Uh, someone lied about you. Someone abused you. Someone stole from you. Who knows? And, it, 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 and we're still carrying that baggage with us. And that's really what, what this is all about today. You know, I, 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 I took, uh, Kelly and I uh, took some friends to the airport a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a few weeks ago, and they, um, I, 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 when I took them to the airport, they had two big suitcases. They were going up north for a couple of weeks, and um, 
And they had big suitcases. I mean, just big old black, heavy suitcases. And uh, I said, what you guys got in these things? You know, because I was helping them lift them up. They said, well, you know, two weeks worth of stuff. And I'm thinking, that's really something how you can pack so much in a, in a box where you kind of like your life, all the stuff that you have for two weeks, all of your necessary clothes and toiletry items, etc. Um, and I, he said one thing to me, he says, you know, I, you know, there's a 50 pound limit to it. And if you go over 50 pounds and they charge you extra. So he says, so we put it on the scale at home. We made sure that both of them were just under the 50 pounds. They felt like 100 pounds each, honestly. They just were heavy. But I couldn't believe it that they were just less than 50 pounds, but they, they were. And it got me to thinking about how we do that with our life, you know? And in relation to how we are living uh, even today, uh, as we carry with us, even though we can't see it, everywhere we go, we got a suitcase with us. It's just full of stuff. It's full of our hurts. It's full of our anger. It's full of our unforgiveness. It's full of the abuse that we had when we were younger. Uh, it's full of a lot of stuff. And we just carry it around, and we think, you know, no one sees it. And they really do, because what happens is, is it impacts our relationships with other people today. I know you can't necessarily see me on this camera, not unless Pastor Joseph is switching it around. He is. Okay, good. Um, but we just kind of walk around with this suitcase all the time. Um, actually, yesterday, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to call out her name, but I'm gonna, she knows who, who she is. Um, we were seated right here and giving some instruction to how we were going to go out uh, and minister to the folks. And this, one of the people that was here yesterday pulled out a, a hefty bag, you know, those clear bags that you put frozen stuff in in the freezer, you know, but it was a big old plastic bag that you zip, ziplock type. And it was full of um, all of her necessities. It had a brush. It had a... Uh, it had uh, medicines, it had uh, everything that you can imagine that you would need. It was like she was getting ready to go to Let's Make a Deal, and Monty Hall was going to call on her and say, do you have this item? And she, she'd be able to pull it out and win the prize. She had what she needed in that bag. And uh, it made me laugh because it made me think about this message this morning that I was going to do, uh, share with you all, in that sometimes we just carry stuff around, you know? It's really not stuff that we need as much as that we think that we can't live without it. Um, and, and, and it's just, you know, when we hold on to stuff, it, it's, almost like, um, it's almost like buying something that you saved $10 for. It was on sale, and you saved 10 bucks, but then you really don't need it, so you go and get a storage unit, and you're paying $150 to put it in the storage. <laughs> you saved 10 but you're spending 150 to save it a month. But see, we laugh at that, but that's what we're doing with the baggage that we're carrying around too. We think that we need to hold on to this unforgiveness, that we need to hold on to this anger, we need to hold on to this stuff that's in our lives because we may just need it and that person deserves to not be forgiven. That person deserves to be slandered. That person deserves to be treated this way because they treated me this way and I'm not letting go. I'm going to keep it in my bag. And if I run out of room in here, then I'm going to go put it in storage somewhere and it's going to keep costing me and costing me and costing me for years to come because I choose not to let it go. I'm going to hold on to it. You can take that scripture down if you will because I haven't got to it yet. <laughs> she's, she's encouraged me. She says like, yeah, yeah, get to the scripture and move on. This is called the intro and I'm going to introduce it and then I'll give the scripture. Let me just kind of 
Excuse me, you guys. And then I'll call out the scripture and then you guys can put it up. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the scripture. So. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 31. <laughs> She's randomly hitting buttons back there. Here, this is a good one. Uh, the Bible says to get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, which is fighting. And by the way, rage is like uncontrolled anger. Slander, which is hurtful words that cause harm. They're lies, actually. Along with every form of malice. And malice is like ill will towards others that wants to do them harm. You know, and so we look at this list, and verse 32 actually says, um, continue on, now, now she doesn't switch it. Verse 32, if you will take the next screen, there it is. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So there's a, a, an act of forgiveness that's there too. It's really talking about holding unforgiveness towards other people. So we have this baggage that we carry around, and, and I just happen to have some things in here. Of course I do. You know, as you open this thing up here, let's see what's the first one. Oh, yeah, unforgiveness. That's really hard, you know, when you're holding that, that. That can get really heavy after a while. When you have unforgiveness in your baggage, um, I would recommend that you take that out of your suitcase because it's not doing anybody any good. It's, unforgiveness is like... Um, Withholding forgiveness is like drinking the poison and hoping that it hurts the other person. That's what, that's what unforgiveness is. It's foolish, isn't it? Yeah. Now let's not be unforgiving. What's this one? Oh, what's this one here? Oh, bitterness. That's pretty heavy too. You know, you get your feelings hurt. Someone does something bad to you. And eventually, this hurts. Bitterness is really just kind of a deeper sort of hurt. It just, it, it's like it gets rooted. Bitterness is where it starts getting rooted. And, and so I, I can't be kind and pleasant to other people because I'm just walking around in bitterness. I'm looking through these bitter lenses at everybody else. Well, I got hurt by them, so you're going to hurt me too. So I'm going to guard myself. I'm going to be bitter. I'm going to just walk around being like I sucked on a lemon all day. Anybody ever met anybody like that? Don't nudge people next to you, okay? But that's what bitterness is. It's just, it's just kind of this, I don't like anybody. Like the whole world stinks sort of thing, you know? I'm just bitter. It, we, we think that it just impacts the person that we're bitter towards, but it really impacts all of our relationships with everybody else. That unforgiveness, it impacts our relationship with everybody else because we walk around with that unforgiveness towards that person, and it's easy for me to then not forgive you and you. And you, and we just, it becomes part of our life. But that's not God's plan. In fact, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32 says to get rid of it. Why? Because it's not good for us. Here's another one. Oh, bad choices. I'm glad that I'm not, that's never happened to me. How about you, right? We're good there? Bad choices. We make bad choices, don't we? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Those bad choices, though, kind of tend to be like, you know, it's not like I shouldn't have ordered that meal at that restaurant. I mean, that's, you know, that's a bad choice, but you can get over it. We're talking about bad choices like, 
oh, I shouldn't have married that person years ago and then got divorced, you know, and that sort of thing. Or I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that financial thing that put me in a hole. Or I shouldn't have taken those drugs and that, you know, gotten involved in that illicit stuff because it's messed me up. And it's just, it's, it's just takes us down these paths, these bad choices. You know what I'm talking about, right? Bad choices. We all do it. Yeah. Bad choices. It's a lot of baggage that can come with that. We need to get rid of it. There's nothing we can do about our bad choices that we've already made, but there's something we can do to get rid of it. And that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Yeah. What's this one? Oh, hurt. Oh, that's a big one right there. It's just a little four-letter word, but it carries a lot of weight. We all will get hurt. If we're breathing and on six feet above the ground, we're going to get hurt. People say things, do things to us that are very hurtful. And some of us tend to be more prone to being hurt because we're sensitive and we're, uh, uh, maybe we're bitter and maybe we're unforgiving. So that hurt becomes a little more, uh, we're more prone to it. And if you're sitting here right now saying, well, what do you mean, pastor? I don't know. Then, then you're the one, okay? You, you just, you wear your feelings on your, on your shoulder, on your sleeves, and it's just, someone says or looks at you just the wrong way and you get hurt. You know, we do get hurt in our lives and hurt, yeah, hurt. What is that? Is that your phone? It's just this beautiful noise coming. I, th- I thought we have some like underlying music as we're preaching here. This is great. It's like the angels start. It's a beautiful ringtone. But we get hurt a lot, don't we? We get hurt a lot. And it carries a lot of baggage. We think that we can get over it. We think we're getting over it, but it, we don't get over it. We, we, we stick it in our suitcase of our lives and we walk around being hurt and hurt people hurt people don't they in other words if I'm gonna be hurt and I'm gonna walk around and hurt then I'm gonna hurt you because I don't want you to be happy I can't stand you you're always so happy you're always so cheerful let me just see what I can do to hurt you because I want you to be like me miserable yeah game on here I come pain kind of akin to hurt but when you get hurt when you walk around in bitterness when you walk around in anger when you walk around and live your life with all this baggage it really is painful <clears throat> I know you probably experience physical pain in your life but there's nothing like an emotional and mental pain that keeps you awake at night it affects your health It certainly affects your relationships with other people. It affects your peace of mind and your peace of heart. Pain. It's part of life, okay? So, so far, everything that I've pulled out of this suitcase, I I think we can all relate to, like, yeah, I experienced that. I'm going through it right now. So, you're you're not alone here. This is not an exclusive situation that you're going through. Let's, let's do one more. Oh, anger. Oh, it's red, too. Look at the sheet. It's red. Anger. Walk around, you know, just get ticked off at any little thing. Someone cuts you off in traffic and red. Oh, mercy. Road rage is awful. We got to be careful. We got to give some people, hey, don't, don't lay on the horn, you guys. Just give them a courtesy tap because you never know what's going to happen, right? People are just right on the edge right now. They can say or do anything and online and in person. It's a lot of anger in the world today because people are not happy. They haven't found the peace that only Christ can provide. So they're walking around in anger, but it's not just exclusive to those that are not in Christ. We also, in Christ, deal with anger. 
And anger becomes something that becomes very, very cumbersome and heavy to us if we hold on to that anger. Be careful. I don't want to go into too many details just so that you'll know um, I'm not alone. I mean, you're not alone in this. I mean, I'm not an exception to the rule. Several years ago, situation happened in, in my life where I was slandered. And remember, slander means that you're, uh, some, someone is declaring something as truth that's not true. It's a lie. And so I had to go through a process of, of clearing that up and it cost me some time and energy and money. And uh, it all brought out to be, you know, totally false, of course. And, uh, but it, it, it took a lot out of me. It was, it was really, really hurtful at the time. How has everybody been mistreated in that way or you've had stuff done to you? So we can look at that and be like a victim and say, yeah, I was slandered. Someone was, someone's unforgiving towards me. Someone's angry towards me. That's fine. But let's not point the finger at other people because the first step that we need to take in letting this go, and this should be on the screen, it means that it should be that we should identify that hurt. Identify it. Identify it. We identify it. We identify what it is. I know it says own it, but that's the next point. This is going to be fun today, isn't it? It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe I'd have her come up and preach and I'll go back yeah. there. Yeah. This is actually testing me because I'm getting angry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and I'm going to get real bitter here in just a minute. No, I'm kidding. Uh, there it is. Identify the issue. See, it's on there. I knew it was. We need to identify what's going on in our lives. We go down the list. Let's look at that list for a second again. It should be up there, I promise. It should be on the screen. There it is. Bitterness and anger and that uncontrolled, that rage, that uncontrolled anger, that fighting, uh, that brawling that's going on, the slander. Uh, uh, it should be false statements, false damaging statements, not flash. And then malice, which is ill will against others. We're having so much fun with the screen today, you guys. I'm glad that we can laugh about it. Um, but all these things, and, and by the way, if, 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 if you haven't dealt with anything on that list, maybe yours is greed, maybe yours is lust, maybe yours is something else. And you're looking at the list and you're thinking, oh good, I, my situation is not on that list. That's just the tip of the iceberg, okay? That's not a con an exhaustive list right there, okay? That's not a comprehensive list. It's, it's just a, it's a starting point. It's to get us to the point where we say, wait a minute, whatever's going on in my life that's baggage, it's just heavy and, it, and I can hardly move this thing around anymore. What we need to do is, I think you know what I'm getting ready to say, own it. Yeah, how did you know I was going to say that? Own it. We own it. In other words, we embrace it. I'm not going to point the finger at someone else and say, I am this way because of you or because of that person. We have a choice to make as to how we respond. I cannot be in control of how you are towards me. If you're going to be ugly, if you're going to be angry, if you're going to be slanderous, if you're going to be whatever towards me, unforgiving, that's your choice. I also have a choice as to how I'm going to respond to that. And my choice is either I'm going to pack it in here and carry it around like I'm some sort of victim or I'm going to give it to the Lord. So that's your choice. My choice, though, also is that if I'm walking in anger towards you or in forgiveness towards you, or I decide I want to be uh, slanderous or whatever it is, whatever's on that list, that I can choose to identify that that's really in me. I tend to 
slander people. I tend to be angry. I tend to be unforgiving. I tend to be that way. Now, how do you identify these things? How do you own it? Certainly pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what's going on in your life. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ, and, and He can um, reveal these things to you. You probably know it anyway, but He tells you, reminds you, brings it to the surface. Maybe there's some brothers and sisters in the Lord, friends of yours, that know you better than you know yourself, that kind of person you know, who sees it a mile away. And certainly don't take offense to it. If you ask them, hey, do you see some things in me? And then they tell you the truth. Don't be angry and unforgiving towards them, right? But say, okay, yeah, you know, that's what you see in me. That's, I appreciate that. I, maybe some Christian counselor, pastor, somebody that, some, that you trust that can really speak into your life and maybe point you towards some things, you know, in the scripture that can help you. But the bottom line is you own it. You identify these things and you own it. It's nobody else's fault but your own. It's nobody else's responsibility but your own. It's nobody else's uh, ordeal but your own. And the Lord is with you because that's the next step in this beautiful process is that once we identify it, once we identify this baggage that we're carrying around, then we bring it into the light. That should be the next point on the screen. Watch this. It's going to happen. Bring it into the light. There it is. Bring it into the light. Um, John, 1 John chapter 1. Let's look at that scripture, verses 6 through 9. Ah, if we claim to have fellowship with Jesus, and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and don't live by the truth. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light... We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. These sheets right here are just the tip of the iceberg of what we're going through. All of us have sinned. All of us are dealing with struggles. All of us have baggage. Finally, verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, if we confess our anger and our, our slander and our unforgiveness and the things that are in our life that are just baggage, we're just just hauling around with us like a ball and chain. He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. In other words, if we get this stuff that we've kept inside in our suitcases and we get all this stuff that is in our lives and bring it into the light of His glory and the light of His holiness and the light of His goodness and the light of His healing and the light of His power... Do you, do you know that UV light is 99.9% .9 effective in eradicating bacteria and viruses on surfaces? Did you know that? An interesting fact. UV light, what it does is it disrupts the molecular structure of the bacteria and it renders it uh, dormant and powerless. UV light, light. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit does. That's exactly what the light of Christ does. He, if we allow the light of His glory and His holiness and His purity to shine upon our stuff, He will purify us, just like what we read. He'll cleanse us of this stuff. We'll be free from it. It'll be rendered 
powerless in our lives. In other words, this anger and this unforgiveness and this, all this that, I'm, that I've been dealing with, that I've been carrying around all these years, it's not going to impact my life going forward to the other people that are in my life. People are going to say, you're different, you're changed, you're not so sensitive anymore, you're not walking around in, uh, uh, with anger anymore, you're not, you, you, what, what's, what's going on? You're talking different, you're acting different, you're just different. That's because I, I, I gave this to the Lord. I let the light of his glory and his holiness shine and, and radiate on my situations and it changed the molecular spiritual structure of it and it rendered it powerless in my life. The light of his glory does. So the light of his holiness does. So here's what happens though is a lot of times we take those things and we give it to him <clears throat> and we say, all right, Lord, shine your light. I'm going to put it out in the open. I'm going to own this thing. I've identified what they are. I'm going to let the light of your glory shine on them because I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of walking in unforgiveness. I'm tired of talking so ugly about people. I'm tired of having this mouth in my heart. I want to see people. I want, to, I want them to be harmed, whether it's by me or somebody else, but I want them to hurt because they hurt me. I'm tired of being that way. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of those things controlling me. I I'm tired of seeing through those lenses and it me impacting my relationship with other people and being a poor representation of Jesus Christ in the process. But sometimes we give it to him and then we don't really see much of a change, huh? We still kind of walk around in that anger and unforgiveness. It's like, man, I'm having a hard time letting this go. So I ask you this question. Because it's really the third step in the process. First off, we identify it. Secondly, we bring it into the light. Thirdly, we trust Jesus with the process. Because there's a process. It's called, I want you to say this word with me, sanctification. That's a big old fancy spiritual word, isn't it? Say it again. Sanctification. sanctification. See, what happens is <clears throat> that Jesus saves us from our sins. But then there's some stuff. It doesn't necessarily mean that, that that anger goes away. It may, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that tendency, that propensity to want to slander people, to gossip, to make them, I want, I want them to hurt because I hurt. It, it's a process. And that's what sanctification is. We become more like Jesus. And so it, this, this heavy thing that we're hauling around becomes lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and finally it gets to the point where Jesus says you know my yoke is easy and my burden is light um, I gotta tell you that happened several years ago in my life there's still moments that I think about it and I want to get that person back I want to say something to somebody that's going to let them know that I was done wrong and lied about and I want things to be fair and right. You know? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I tell you, the important thing to do is just trust in the Lord with this. Whole situation. That's what I have to fall back on. It's all right, Lord. I know the truth. You know the truth. And you see the big picture. And as much as you're working in my life to work this out of me, you're also working in that other person's life to work it out of them. And I've got to trust that you see... You have their best, best interest at heart as well as mine. And I'm just not going to worry about it. It's not my battle to fight. It's 
much as I would like to fight it, it's not my battle to fight. It's his battle to fight. Uh, so he is working out stuff out of me. But he's also working stuff into me as we go along. And this suitcase of baggage that, we, that I'm carrying around, I hope it's getting lighter every day. I trust that the Lord is helping me with it. And so I want to ask you this question this morning. It's a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer it out loud. In fact, I'd prefer you not because I want you to answer it in your heart. Do you trust Jesus? Do you trust him with the process of sanctifying you and making you more like Christ? Do you trust him that that that, that took place with a lost loved one or with a slanderous uh, accusation or with a someone who's walking in unforgiveness towards you or for whatever it is that you're dealing with that we'll call baggage. Do you trust Jesus with your life? That he has your best interest at heart and also he's doing it for his glory. Those two things. Everything in our life is for your good and his glory. Everything is for your good and his glory. And he wants to bring glory to his name, but he also wants to bring goodness in your life. He wants to heal you of that unforgiveness. He wants to heal you of that loss, that hurt, that, that situation that's, that you've been so angry about for all these years that have become, it's become heavy. I promise you, I promise you if it took place 10 years ago, it's, become, it's heavier today than it was 10 years ago. That's not something that shrivels up and dies. It's something that grows because you feed it. Because you're not letting it go. So when we go back to Ephesians chapter 4 again, it says, get rid of. Those are the first three words, right? Get rid of. And there's a list of seven things. The list is longer than that. And it may be your, your spouse that you're struggling with today. Been married a long time. They've gotten under your skin. There's things that they've done and said. You just have had a hard time forgiving them. I would say that today, as beautiful of a day that it is, I can't think of a better day than to let it go than today. Why are you waiting? What are you holding on to? I'll say this, that the time that you've held on to it all these years, has it done you any good? You may be thinking, well, I don't know what even that looks like because I've lived in this anger, this unforgiveness, this whatever it is for decades now. And I'm so used to it, it's become like my norm. I don't even know what it looks like to, to let that go. So I'm afraid, actually, of walking in that freedom. Isn't that ironic that we would feel that way? But some people are that way. So they choose to walk out of here because they're afraid or they choose to walk out of here because... They still don't feel like that God is going to take care of the situation because they walk in a, a sense of, you know, fairness and I've been done wrong and I want them to be done wrong now. And nah. There's so many excuses, so many reasons that we can give that makes us walk around with this, this baggage. We just choose to walk out. Do not walk out of here with the big old heavy suitcase. Don't walk out of here with that baggage. Jesus has come that you might have life and have it to the full. Satan has come that you might... That, that, Satan's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10. 10. 
But Jesus says, listen, I have come to, be, to, to, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I've come to take this from you. Let me carry this. And let me give you this beautiful yoke of just loving me and loving others. I mean, that's the yoke that he gives us. Like, like, like a little tiny backpack, you know? It's nothing compared to this big old thing that we're hauling around with us. I can't imagine those people that we took to the airport the other, the other day walking around with that every day of my life, hauling that big old heavy suitcase. And we laugh about that and think, well, I'd never do that. Yeah, we're doing it now. We're doing it now with our lives because of all the stuff that we put into this suitcase of our lives. And Jesus said, you know what? It's time to do a baggage check right here. Bring your baggage to the Lord. Check it in. You know what I'm talking about, right? People get their tickets and, you know, Roz, they get their tickets and you're sitting there putting the little tag on and I never see that baggage again until I land at my destination, which is wonderful. That's Jesus wants to do that too. We check in our baggage here at this terminal. We'll never see it again. And he's going to turn our mourning into dancing, our, our sorrow into joy. And, and what he has for us is more than we can ever imagine. I want to leave with you with one scripture in Hebrews. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, meaning those that have gone before us, those that have endured the anger and the struggle and have come out on the other side victorious. We're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off, get rid of everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Imagine in the Olympics when they're doing the 100-yard dash and someone were to carry around a 50-pound suitcase and try to make it around and be in first place. They would, they would be in last place every single time. They're running all in the same. I'm going to get it. Now, he wants us to get rid of that stuff, to run the race without the baggage. And he's here to be your burden bearer. And I hope that you'll take him up on that. Again, can you come up again? Um, I want you to picture this. If you've ever been to the airport, you know what I'm talking about. I want you to picture this as a place where you're gonna check in your baggage. Roz, I'm very tempted to have you even come up here and be the person that does it. Because <laughs> that's what you do for a living. But Jesus is up here. And he's saying, won't you come unto me, all you who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. I need you to check in your baggage this morning. You've identified it, hopefully, maybe not. If you have, great. If you haven't, identify it. Not necessarily before we leave, because, you know, it's not just a church service that's going to do it. It's not just a weekend retreat. It's not serving 50 years in church. It's all of those things, because that's the sanctification process. And he shows us these things as we go along, but maybe... You come to this place today and you're like, you know, there's four or five things on that list that I need to let go of. And they're so heavy on me, I can't stand it anymore. Check in your baggage. Check it in. Jesus is behind the ticket booth saying, let me exchange this for a freedom, for a light yoke of loving me and loving others. There's no reason for you to come leave this place with that big old, big old heavy suitcase. I mean, the wheels are wobbly. They don't even work anymore. You got to drag it along, right? You ever seen those people with suitcase and the wheel falls off? They're like, <laughs> dragging it through the airport. 
That's what happens with us. These suitcases, I mean, they get, they get all beat up after a while. They're still holding the stuff in, but you got to just drag it along. It's heavier. Very inconvenient and not God's will. He whom the Son is set free is free indeed. And today, we have an opportunity to be free in Him. Let's let it go. How about it? I want you to stand with me this morning. And this suitcase right here just simply represents um, the baggage that we have in our lives. You can take a look at it and you realize, oh, that's just a box. Yeah, true. But we all have this. We just don't see it. We, we came in with it this morning. And some of it is bigger than others. Some of it is heavier than others. Some of it's more beat up than others. Let it go. With every eye closed and head bowed, I, I invite you to come to the baggage terminal. Those, if you would want to slip out, I encourage you to open up your eyes as you do it, of course. The rest of you, just let's pray. And I want to ask you if you would, and for you that are watching at home too, um, get up from where you are and move to another place in your room. Just make a physical move towards whatever place you want to designate as your altar at home and um, drop off your baggage that's what this altar is all about this morning and I invite you to come and drop off your baggage and we're going to pray together would you come right now if this is you the Lord is speaking to you he's saying come bring your anger come bring your pain come bring your bitterness Come bring your unforgiveness. Come bring your hurt. Come bring your bad choices. Come bring those things that are in your life that are dragging you down. And come check this baggage in today. And then trust me as you're checking it in. It's it's going through the it's going through the X-ray machine. You know, it's going through that light of God's glory. It's, 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 it's being exposed to His light. The glory of His holy light. It's cleansing and, 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 and rendering those things in your life. It's neutralizing them. It's rendering them useless and fruitless in your life. The fruit of bitterness is rotten fruit. The fruit of anger is rotten fruit. The fruit of, of all those things that are on that list are rotten fruit. God wants us to have fruit that is not rotten but healthy. And so the first step here, we have identified this, Lord, as we're coming up, we're identifying these things in our life that have been hanging on for far too long. And it's a choice that we've made to hold on to it. And we've just gotten so used to it. But Lord, today, we don't want to be used to it anymore. We, we, we want to be free from that. Lord, we ask that you would help us to forgive them, but also that we would forgive ourselves. And that we ask you also to forgive us of those things that we've said and done, felt, things that have been done to us even. Lord, we make a choice to forgive that person today that slandered us, that abused us, that is unforgiving towards us. We're not going to let that dictate our lives. We're not going to let that control who we are anymore. We're not going to let that <clears throat> impact us in such a way where we're that way to others. We're just not going to let that 
We're just not let, let that happen anymore in our lives. We, we want to be like you, Jesus. So we identify these things. Forgive us for our unforgiveness. <clears throat> Forgive us for our anger, for our, for our slander, for our rage. Forgive us for our malice. Forgive us for, for, for wanting to fight and, and just brawling all the time. Just, just being on go. Forgive us for being that way. All those things. Lord, we ask for forgiveness. We repent. We drop off this baggage at this terminal of the altar and say, Take it! I'm tired of it dragging me down. I'm tired of hauling this stuff around in my heart and mind all these years. I am going to be free from this in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that I'm free. I put it into the light of your glory and your holiness right now. Begin to neutralize the impact and the effectiveness that it's been having in my life. And instead, Lord God, instead of me walking in anger, help me to walk in love. Instead of me walking in unforgiveness, help me walk in forgiveness. Instead of me walking in, in brawling and in contention, help me to walk in your peace. Father God, help me to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Help me to be an extension of you, Lord Jesus, and all that I say and all that I do and all that I think. I want to be free from this and I want to be like you so that I can be a representative of you to others. And I will trust you with the process. Lord, I know that this is a journey. I know that I'm going to still feel some things. It's going to come back and knock on my door and try to revisit me and try to come back in. But I make a choice today, Lord God, to give it to you. And I ask that you'd help me to keep that, 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 the, the door of my heart under lock and key, except that you would be in charge of that lock and key. And that, I wouldn't, that nothing would be allowed in anymore. That it's being kicked out today except for the things of you. And it's a process of sanctification, of being more like you. Father, we thank you today. We're going to trust you with the process. Lord, we trust you that you have our best interest at heart and that through this, your name is going to be glorified. We trust you with this heavy stuff and we ask now, Lord God, that you put this light burden on us. This, this light baggage, if we can call it that, of, of loving you with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength and loving others <laughs> as, we love, as we love you. Just loving others as, as you love us and just letting the love of Christ flow out from us. I'm just so tired of walking around in this stuff. And Lord, we can't wait to see what it feels like to walk around in your stuff. So when everybody that's up here that's made their way up, it's just kind of like in your heart or maybe even if you want to act this out, whatever it takes. But I want you to check in that baggage right now, that luggage. Just You got it? It's just like, you know, when you ever go to the airport, you know what I'm talking about. Just, just give it to the person. You're giving it to Jesus. Say, listen, where's your destination? Heaven. Okay. Very good. Very good. Let me just have that baggage there. I'm going to stick a tag on this thing. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to when I get it back to the back, you're not going to even see it. I'm going to change some stuff around. <laughs> I'm going to destroy some stuff. I'm going to get rid of some things. And you give them permission to do that. Lord, take it. Take that junk out of there. And, and then when I, go in, when I go and pick this up later, it's going to be like a, a light. I'm not even going to recognize it. It's going to be this nice, light backpack of a thing that's going to just have love and joy in it. And I trust you with the process. I, I trust you with all this stuff. Oh, it's hard to let go, but God, but I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go right now. So you checked in that baggage. You're giving it to him, letting him shine the light of his glory. And you're going to trust him with the process, right? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Congregation, would you just extend your hands out to the folks that are up here?
and just pray over them right now. Holy Spirit, come and invade their minds and their hearts right now, those that are at the altar. And do a transformation in their thinking, in their, in their feeling. And God, heal their past. Redeem their past. Restore them, Lord God. Uh, help them to see your plans for them. Your plans for a future. Your plans to prosper. That we would have life and have it to the full. Satan, we bind you in your plans from this day on. You will not steal. You will not kill. You will not destroy our lives anymore. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. You have no access. We don't give you any more permission to come in. We're not going to open up the door to your foul stench anymore. Jesus, let the sweet aroma of your, the fragrance of the beauty of your holiness just permeate in our hearts and our minds and our lives. Let the glory of who you are just, just, just ooze out from us, Lord God. And help us to be more like you. Father, we thank you that in these situations, it's not that it would destroy us. These things that have happened in our lives are not to abuse us or destroy us or to make us angry or to make us depleted in any way. Really, they're to, to show that how good you are, how awesome you are, how, how you are our healer, how you are our all-sufficient one. You are all in all. You're all that we need, just like what we sang this morning. You're all that we need. Let these circumstances that we're bringing to you show us of our need for you, that we can't do it in ourselves, and, they, and that, that we're placing it in the best hands possible because you're bringing you're going to bring good out of it in our lives and glory to your name in the process hallelujah hallelujah we bless you jesus can you just now thank him out loud not clap but just thank him out loud lift up your hands and give him praise don't walk away without giving him thanks right now just thank him in your own way just thank him for what he's done in your heart and in the hearts of those that are up here and those that are watching online, let's just thank him that he's, he's begun a work. And he who begun a good work in you, the Bible says, is faithful to complete it. So this work that's begun today, it's a journey, it's a process. And we're going to trust Jesus with that sanctification process as you walk with us. He's not left you alone here. When you walk out of this place in just a few moments, he's not going to say, well, you're on your own, good luck. Uh, he's with you. He's a very present help in time of need. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's a very present help. He's right here with you. He's going to walk with you. And he's going to minister to you. He's going to help you along the way when those times of rage and, and, and unforgiveness and malice and slander and unforgiveness start bubbling up inside of you. He's going to say, uh-uh, no, no, that's, we're going to do a new thing. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We're not going to go that path anymore. We're not going to walk that route. We're not going to think that way. We're not going to talk that way anymore. He's going to show you a new way going forward. Isn't that good to know? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today. We thank you today that in heaven right now, there's a ton of heavy luggage that's been laid at your feet. And we're going to walk out of here free. going to trust you with the process and all God's people said amen and all God's people said amen and all God's people said amen. that means so be it and when you do it three times in God's word that always means like a, a final absolute so be it it's not going to change 